Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We have arrived at the Sermon on the Plateau, which could be a parallel account from Luke's Gospel to Matthew's Gospel of the Sermon on the Mount. The two follow the same flow of thought, beginning with Beatitudes, ending with uh, building on the rock. But there are some differences. This is a more truncated version of the Beatitudes, right? these, these spoken blessings uh, over those with certain character traits who exhibit certain behaviors. Look at, look at Luke chapter 6, verse 20. Then looking up at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, because the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are hungry now, because you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, because you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you, insult you, and slander your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. Take note, your reward is great in heaven, for this is the way their ancestors used to treat the prophets. Wow. So it begins with these Beatitudes. In fact, it begins with the same Beatitude. Makarios is what we say we say blessed. And for some reason, we always do blessed. I don't know why we do that. Maybe that's one of those traditions I need to nullify. <laughs> it's a permanent state of blessing, one that is impervious to circumstance because it's eternal in nature. Blessed are you who are poor because the kingdom of God is yours. There it is again, right? The kingdom of God. Told you that's a theme throughout Luke's gospel. It's going to come up more and more. Wow, the kingdom of God. What lasts more than that? What's more important than that? Right off the bat, the very beginning of this sermon, we can see our eyes are called to the heavenly horizon, looking beyond and through everything that assails in this temporary life. The kingdom of God is yours. Man, give me the keys to that any day over the greatest riches that this world has to offer. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. It kind of echoes what, what Matthew's gospel would teach about blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. This version says, blessed, blessed are you who are hungry now because you will be filled. I think that it speaks to a literal need of the physical hunger, but it also kind of echoes Matthew's rendering of the same, of, of, of a similar concept. Blessed are you who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for you will be filled. That's a common theme throughout the teachings. We know that man doesn't live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so this hunger could be literal hunger, but it also could be the spiritual kind of hunger for righteousness. I want to be right with God. I'm hungry for righteousness, because I know I don't have it on my own. Guess what? You are in a Makarios blessed state because you're going to be filled. Blessed are you who weep now because you will laugh. Man, that is tattoo worthy, isn't it? Blessed are you who weep now because you will laugh. That's beautiful. That's a promise right there. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you, insult you, and slander your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day, leap for joy. Take note, here it is again, pointing our eyes to the heavenly horizon. Your reward is great in heaven. And you've stepped into a long line of tradition. 
people being persecuted. And what I've what I have marveled at in teaching scripture and in experiencing pastoral ministry in life is that those persecutors will often claim the name of God. In fact, most of the arrows that you take as a Christian will hit you in the back. They'll come from other believers. So we can look at this and we can imagine some sort of, you know, like mass persecution, holy war kind of thing. But what we don't often really realize is that the the very first persecutors of the church in the book of Acts would all actually come from, from the synagogues. They'd be people who believed, at least in God the Father, but they denied him because he's one with the Son. And you would think that they'd be some of the first people to uh, rally to their cause and be saved. And in fact, they were. Salvation is first for the Jew. That happened at Pentecost. The church was just like born into the New Testament era uh, right there at Pentecost and then went into the world of the Jews in Acts chapter 10. But as the church grew, as persecution grew, those stones were being thrown by by. Jewish leaders. So you look at this this call to rejoice and even leap for joy when people hate you and exclude you and insult you and slander your name as evil. So the insults at least are face to face. The slander is that gossip that people spread about you. And when they hate you and when they exclude you, that's actually good. That's a good thing. James would tell us to consider it pure joy. Similarly, like to consider it joy when we face trials of many kinds, because that tests our faith and that testing of our faith develops perseverance so that we, be, we become mature and complete, not lacking anything. That testing only comes one way, and it's from such insults, such hatred, such slander that Christians experience, particularly because of Jesus, because of the Son of Man. It's, partic- it's not just general hatred, it's hatred that is directed at you, insults that are directed at you, slander that is spread about you because of your testimony in Christ. That is the particular brand of hatred and insult and slander that we are to rejoice in and leap for joy even. And take note, Jesus says, your reward is great in heaven. So at the at the beginning of this of this teaching and at the end of the teaching we see again how man our our eyes are on that heavenly horizon the kingdom of heaven which lasts forever rejoice 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 even leap for joy in the face of insult and slander and exclusion rejoice in that christian because your reward is great in the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven lasts forever. So which kingdom are you thriving in? The temporary one or the one that lasts forever?